0: 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show
1: that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does
0: that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X
1: dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer. Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex, wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour for the horses and horse racing Alberta, we'll hook up with Mark Spector. We'll do our North Division Report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Get to list in Order's History for New West Travel and hear from Alan May as well. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. When the province gets fully back up in Adam, the River Cree Resort and Casino will be back up in Adam as well. And you can text us at 780 496 Ashley Fine Floor's text line, Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Without further ado, we... Uh, for the horses, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry in the province of Alberta, we reconvene with Sportsnet's Mark
1: Spector. Hi, Speck, how are you? Hey, say hi to Al May for me. I'm I'm starting to miss all the people around the league, Bobby, you know, like no one's coming through town, and you don't have a, you know, I don't have a reason to phone Al May and see how Steve's doing, and it's, it's a goofy year, and that's one of the things we're missing, hey?
0: There, there's lots of things that are uh, definitely changed. There's no question about that. Now, do you think they miss uh, you as much as you miss them?
1: Oh, of course they do. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? It's one of the things we're privileged, right? Every time you go to a different, you go to St. Louis, the press box, you're running to Chris Pronger. You know, you go to LA. I got a, some Swedish press down there. Gunnar, a guy, I see all the time. The point I'm making is, it, we're very privileged to travel around and have friends in all these cities that you see when you go there, and we're all missing that this year. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's part of the
0: juice, right? It's, it's all yeah. part of the, the experience. That. There's no, there's no question about it. Well, you know what? Before we get into the actual play on the ice. Um, how about what occurred yesterday and just the challenges with this? I mean, it, it turns out again, John Shannon reported at the end of the first intermission last night that Polyarvi had had a, a positive and then he'd subsequently had a negative test result later in the day yesterday. Um. And uh, obviously, the entire team and uh, you know several other members of the organization got tested yesterday. Um, led to believe that Koskinen tested negative as well, which is good. But he was held out because he was a close contact. And Mark, this whole situation, like even the fact that it's revealed for the players as part of the protocol for the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the morning there was a question asked, uh, not by a, uh, it was it was asked by a, a journalist uh, from the, I believe from the journal, it's either from Le Presse or Journal or Montreal, because, uh, you know, we didn't see Ryan Rashog initially reported that Polyarvi was not on the ice, but. He, in fairness, it was not out of the realm of possibility that he could have. He got drilled from behind by Nikita Zaitsev in the, the game in Ottawa. Then he had one shift where he hit four separate guys on one shift. So it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that he'd been nicked up during the course of the game. But also, you always have to keep in mind that there's the, the possibility of the the situation with COVID. These are, these are pretty unique times, aren't they? Especially given the fact that the everyday citizen, if they do get, end up getting COVID and anybody can get it, Mark, uh, they, you know, we don't have that information on each individual. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty interesting.
1: yeah, you know what? Like, I think let's, the best example is when Steve Simmons reported that uh, the Toronto Sun reported that Austin Matthews had COVID some many months ago. And he took a ton of heat from readers in the public for saying, for, you know, announcing that, that Matthews had COVID when Matthews hadn't announced it himself. And a lot of people thought that was wrong by Steve Simmons. I didn't, but whatever, it doesn't matter what I think. Uh, since then, the Economic David announced to the world that he'd had COVID. And every player now, it's under the return to play protocol that that when you test positive for COVID, your name gets announced. So no one's, you know, they signed up for this now. Bob, it's pub, it's public domain at this point. Now, one thing I want, one thing I look back on yesterday, Dave Tippett's protecting his team. He knows what's going on, but he right. doesn't answer the question. And the reason he doesn't let out that Puliyarvi had had a uh, possible positive or a false positive or whatever it turned out to be. Because you know what's going to happen. The minute news hits the street that an oiler has perhaps tested positive, every player's wife and mother and brother and sister and father is going to start texting them. What's going on? Are you okay? Do you have COVID? What's happening, right? So I get days trying to keep some semblance of normalcy around his team on a game day. I totally understand that. But we will find out if, yes, you pull your RV turns out to be positive and it doesn't sound like he is and i sure hope he's not but if he does we will find out and the league will announce it well,
0: and, and just for full disclosure at three o'clock Edmonton time every day the nhl releases who's in the covid protocol and right now paul Yarby is still in the covid protocol until he ends up getting a couple more negative
1: scans so we'll continue to monitor that situation so did he he by my understanding he would have had to stay in montreal yeah, and not so, fly home with the team. Well,
0: but you know the team doesn't practice today and tomorrow, so we'll see how quickly things get turned around. Right. If he gets a couple more negative tests over the next couple, well, he'll be
1: days. on a plane Sunday. Yeah. So,
0: Mark, let's do this. Let's switch focus now to the teams on ice perform. Would that, are we seeing a bit of a maturation with this team? Because that might have been a little bit unsettling for, uh, certainly at the start. And and you know what, Mark, in fairness, you get stops. It's remarkable how that settles teams down. You know what (laughs) I'm saying?
1: Even a good goaltending can even beat a COVID scare. <laughs> That's what you're telling me, and you're right. You know, uh, they're getting good. They're getting stops. They got stops from Koskinen the last game in Ottawa. Uh, Mike Smith. You know what? I can't. We've seen so many guys get hurt, particularly skaters, Bob, that get injured in training camp, and they chase the season all year, right? We've watched it a hundred times. They never get back to where everyone else is at because as they improve, so too do the rest of the league. For Mike Smith to walk in, miss the first month, and play this well in his first two starts, that's you know, it, that's crazy, bucking the odds. No one does this. I don't know how he's doing it, but he looks like he's in midseason form. Man, he's got a what did he have a nine eighty five save percentages. The only puck went past him was that high, high blocker, rifle by Adam Larson. He stopped everything else, Bob.
0: Yeah, no, he's. I mean, obviously, he's played terrifically well since being back in there. Mark, does the Oilers' defense look better right now with the insertion of a couple of younger guys?
1: Well, that part's working. Like, Evan Bouchard's in, and he's not coming out. You know, the poise that he plays with. Like, we always <laughs> – what's the difference, Bob, between a lack of urgency and uh, and ice water in your veins, you know?
0: What's the difference? The, coach's, playing... perc- the coach's perception, that's the difference.
1: <laughs> How the coach right? sees it. He doesn't look like, he still doesn't have a lot of urgency, but we're not calling it that now. Now we're calling it, wow, what a bunch of poise. Does he have a lot of poise, Evan <laughs> Bouchard? So I laughed last night. He hung on to a puck at one point, and while well, the forecheck was coming, and he just held on, and he held on, and he held on, and eventually, you know, all of a sudden he had a bunch of time and he made the right play, and I thought, man, I'd have you know, so many guys would have thrown that puck away three seconds ago. And he's playing, he's got poise like a veteran. His whole game isn't like a veteran yet. But some guys play 800 games and never have the kind of poise with a puck that this guy has. He's going to be a good defensive ball.
0: I'm not the least bit surprised with Bouchard. You know how I felt about this. The guy that surprised me is Lagesson, And the pairing that surprised hmm. me is Lagesson and Larson. It's mm-hmm. almost like... It's almost like He's made, it's almost like Larson's become more authoritative because he knows he's got a younger rookie that he's working with. Like Larson's been a beast. He was a beast in the final three games of that trip. He was hammering guys and those guys did a surprisingly good job transitioning the puck out of their own zone. Uh, for me is the bigger surprise, Mark
1: surprised surprise, for sure, because he's we weren't sure. But, you know, I, I want to say, like, I remember this conversation we had on this show, Bob, that you know, legacy he's hung around, and he's paid his dues, and he's spent time in the minors, and he deserves a chance. You know, let's see what he's got. I remember saying this to you, Bob. Let's see what he's got. You can only... You know, leave the cake in the oven so long before you take the darn thing out and cut it open and eat it. So now we're watching him. He's got how many games has he played ball? I don't have the stats in front of me, but he certainly played the last three or four in a row now, right?
0: Yeah, they're going to have, I mean, what do they do when Bears, when Bears ready to go? I mean, yeah. we're going to be, we're going to be down at practice on Sunday till they go. Cause yep. you're saying Bouchard doesn't come out. Well, I got nope. news for you. Barry's not coming out and Larson's not coming out, Mark. Nope. So are they, are go they going to go? They go <laughs> seven and none of the four right shots have played on the left side much. And I, I can tell you a hundred percent. Bear certainly hasn't and Bouchard hasn't as a pro. I, I, I mean, maybe Larson, when he was with uh, the Devils, might have seen a little bit of time on the left side. Uh, I don't think Barry, I don't recall Barry playing lefty a lot. So what do you do there? I mean, because to me, to me, the the competition on the right side is a little bit more fierce than it is on the left side right now. Yeah,
1: because there's more guys that you would, you know, they certainly have with Bouchard, uh, you know, solidifying himself. And you look at the player and you say, we got to play this guy. Like, you can't. You can't take this young first round pick and not play him. He needs to, he's ready to play. You got to start. Let's get the kid going here. So he plays bears coming back in. Bears a good player. You know, has not had a great start to the year? Then he's heard. He's got to play. Barry's got to play, you know, and, and I, we just talked about Larson. Larson looks pretty good to me. I'd hate to think you're going to take that veteran out of this team and think that it makes you better. So, you know what? Look, us go to the other side. You're not taking Nurse out. Nope. Right? Not taking Nurse out. And it'd be a darn shame to take Laguson out the way he's finally jumped in and earned his stripes here, and he's starting to play, and he's starting to get some confidence. I think it would it would be a very big disservice to take him out. So, you know, what do you do with it? <laughs> I, I, I Part of me wonders what Bear – and uh,
0: Bouchard would look like, and I already know that the analytics-driven guys would say, they can't play Nurse and Barry together. They must play Ethan Bear with Darnell Nurse because he had better possession. I actually think that Nurse and Barry have had some pretty good moments together, Speck. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so. I think Nurse fits. To me, Nurse fits. Like, again, get he's getting a lot of points right now, and, and I applaud Darnell Nurse for filling the Oscar Bomb void, right? He's really, really stepped up or in a position the team needed him to step up in. Good for him. But I, ideally for me, Nurse is always going to be, you know, the Seabrook to a Keith, right? He's not going to be the offensive guy on his pairing. So if you're telling me you like him with Barry, I'm telling you I like him with Barry, too. Because not only does he give Barry a safety blanket, uh, but I, I, I don't want to be the guy – you know, with a wet blanket. I love the fact that Nurse is getting all these points. That's great, and they need these points. But long-term, I've always personally thought Nurse would be great with a guy like Barry where the onus isn't on Nurse to be the offensive player on that 10. We're
0: joined by Mark Spector. Speck, you had the combination of Ennis, Kara, and Archibald being the third line that the owners were looking for, right?
1: Yeah, sure. (laughs) They had to be a group of guys that could all play, though. Yeah, You know, there's a big group of guys. Like, we've seen Alex Chason be real good. We have seen James Neal be real good, not much this year. Uh, those other three guys, we've all seen them good. We, everyone loves Archibald. He plays every day on my team. He's a good player. So I guess what I'd say to you, Bob, is I didn't identify what three it was going to be. But when I look at that group, I always thought, come on, there's got to be a good trio out of here. And we waited on Juju Arcara. You know, he's put his two games together here, but he's got to keep it You know this, Bobby. He's got to keep it going.
0: Mark, the Oilers' top two lines, 5v5 over the last three games. You know, and, and in fairness to McDavid, I mean, he's got off-the-charts analytics, best analytics he's ever had in his career, you know, 57 to 59% in, you know, the Corses and the Fenwicks, and he, he's driving and play. And Nuge, doesn't, Nuge hasn't hit a hot streak yet. Like, he's had lots yeah. of looks. Uh, the Cahoon, Dreisaitl,
1: Yamamoto line's gone really quiet. Do they need to maybe look at flipping the wingers there? Well, I guess you can. You're also winning a lot of hockey games with this, you know, and not giving up a lot of chances. um so, you know, I get what you're saying. I get it. You know, is it time to start to stir it up up top? I think, I don't know many coaches whose team, what have they won? six out of seven here? Right. I don't know many two coaches that are hitting the blender at this point, Bob. Do you?
0: No, and that's
2: part of it. I, I,
0: I do know that if if Haas is back, they have to consider playing him because he looked pretty good in the two games that he played. He gave him a little bit of jump down the middle, that a little bit more quickness. So that's going to be... Well,
1: at, at whose expense, right? Turris. You know, tourists went 75% in the circle last night. I think what we're seeing, Bob, in this team is, remember... That the theme on this club when the season started was we've got to be better five on five. We've got to keep it out of our net. And in the first nine games, they didn't, and they were failing on that count. But in the next group of games here, they're starting to figure that out, right? Yeah. They're starting to win the face-offs. They're starting to keep the chances down. I couldn't believe when I looked up and saw 38 shots on Smith last night. Like, I don't remember, I don't remember wow. six high-grade scoring chances, do you?
0: Well, I mean, the Oilers had four. Edmonton themselves had. Conversely, I mean, the, I thought through the first period and a half of the game last night, the scoring chances might have been about twelve or thirteen to three or four for the Oilers. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You had two goal. Like Laguson hit a post. uh Barry Stone Cold hit a post off a dry settle rush up the ice. You had Anis that got a great chance cutting inside. Chaseon had a uh, basically a partial breakaway. Uh, Turris had two cracks at it. They had lots of opportunities. Yeah. Like, yeah. Know, Ch- Jason missed a tap-in on the power play, down hey you did, yep. You know, so...
1: But the point I'm trying to make, though, is all those chances are great. And, and you know what? The orders they will convert on a higher percentage of those chances than they did last night. But what I think is the reason that you're not going to mess up with your line, mesh with your lineup much is they're not giving up barely anything here. And that's a priority for Dave Tippett and for the players on this team. They're They're looking at at playing more games like last night where the other team barely gets sniff. And if they stop at three goals, Bob, who cares, right? Three should be enough. And three hasn't been enough for this team for a long time.
0: Mark, a final question for you. What surprises you more, that Edmonton's now sitting 9-7 and after a 3-6 and
1: start or that the Vancouver Canucks are at 6-11? and That's a tough question. I'm not – I'm not – surprised with Edmonton I've thought that Edmonton was a decent pretty good team you know a playoff team so I'm not going to tell you that I'm really surprised that they're sitting in the playoff position uh Vancouver you know there's just a couple things on Vancouver Bo Horvat is playing I watched the game last night and he had a nice start to the season and he's fallen right off and I love Bo Horvat as a player like I think he's a fabulous player I don't know what's going on there uh and the other guy is JT Miller right He was a huge part of that bubble team for the Canucks. And there is nothing happening with his game right now. So those are two exceptions. You know, that's like watching any anyway, whatever. They're just two exceptional players who aren't playing. Very well. I get how Patterson's drying up a little bit here and there because he's a young player and he's too young to lead that team. I get how Quinn Hughes' game, you know, he's so offensive that he can get exploited defensively. I get that. I don't see where it went with Miller and Horvat, and to me, that's the biggest difference in the Vancouver team right now. Speck, thanks for your time. We'll see you down at practice on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to Jasper this weekend for a couple of days R&R, so I'll see you down at uh, practice on Monday. How about that? Aren't, aren't, you, aren't you always on R&R, my man? Well, that's as, as often as I can be.
0: Where <laughs> are, are you at? You're at Marm, and I know you're not. Are, are, can you go to the JPL right now, or have they already handed
1: that over to the Bachelor? Uh no, The Bachelor canceled on Jasper. Oh, they That's did. Wh- the Bachelor. You know what happened? Uh, i just this is hearsay told to me by a shopkeeper, but basically the the COVID protocols just made it impossible. Right. <laughs> They're not bringing up that many people from U.S. and paying for them all to sit at JPL for two weeks and not work. So I get that. Uh, okay. But anyhow, I'm not gonna ski. It's family day long weekend. I hear Marmot's uh, in fabulous shape. And it's going to be packed with people having a good time. We're just going to go up, have a hike, have a skate, uh, hopefully a glass of wine, Bobby, and enjoy the mountains.
0: All right. We'll see you on Monday. Right, Bobby. that is Mark Spector Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry at 124 at Edmonton I want to tell you out at Brent Ridge Ford they're clearing out their 2020s they've got about uh, three or four trucks left and about 10 SUVs prices are being marked down as I speak you can reach them at 1-877-477-3673, that's, or visit BrentRidge.com. A reminder that Ford is built for you. Again, Brent Ridge Ford in Wintasquin. You can reach Johnny, Uncle Milt, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. One twenty four back with our North Division Report when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thank you, James. It is time for our North Division Report. Rat to you by Craig Hummel. At Remax Excellence, here's Brennan Escott.
2: Through 14 games played now, Toronto still sits atop the North Division. 11-2-1 is their record. They've got a five-point lead over the Montreal Canadiens. Nice uh, separation that they didn't have while Montreal was hot on the road to start the season. The Habs 5-0-2 on the road. They are 3-4 on home ice, but still second with their 18 points. The Oilers do have 18 points as well at 9-7 on the year, but they have played two more games than Montreal. Uh, Winnipeg holding down fourth position now. They've got Ottawa next up. Calgary will uh, likely welcome some games against Vancouver to keep their streak rolling. They've won three in a row, have the Flames. Vancouver in a tailspin, you just heard a bit about it. And Ottawa, 2-12 and 1, losers of four in a row. Again, they'll play Winnipeg next.
0: Brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Finding your dream home. Listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. Yes, indeed. That's the North Division Report. Uh, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. L me. I guess we're going to go the uh, the U.S. report uh, when we return on orders now. After a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.